You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dogster. Presented by BetMGM. It is hour three of the Daily Tip for BetQL, presented by Pat MGM. And you know we're going to bring it in this final hour of the show on a football Friday. But we are going to start with baseball. Look back on the season that was, now that the Texas Rangers are world champions for the first time in franchise history. We will do that with Scott Braun for Foul Territory TV. At 820, make sure you stick around for Prop Holiday. Bobby Stanley Jr. from PicksWise will drop by with his favorite NFL plays in the prop market. And finally, at 845, our best bets as we see what the BetQL mainframe has to say as well. Chelsea, I saw this story. Just wanted to get your take. There is an increasing problem in Australia, of all places, because one of the real trends right now is instead of having a lawn, it's to install artificial turf in your yard. And this is happening at a rate five times more than it used to happen in Australia. Well, the problem with that is when it rains and over time, this this turf degrades, these chemicals are are breaking down that are in the turf and getting into the water. So it's it's degrading the water, degrading the environment, but that's not a good thing. But why in God's name would you ever consider getting astroturf or field turf or artificial turf in your yard? Haven't we talked about this before? Because my husband wanted to. Yeah, because you don't have to water it. And if you live in a climate, you don't get like grass growing season all year round. At least it stays maintained. And it's just turf these days looks more and more real than it used to. Because usually it looks like AstroTurf. And you think of like, okay, this looks like, you know, a little low brow for what you want in front of your house. But it does look nicer these days. So we're seeing it more with baseball fields. Like all the high schools around here now have turf infields, which is a huge step up from like the concrete with like a millimeter of dust that they used to have. Like I remember sliding on our softball field and it was like sliding into pavement. It was terrible. So at least, you know, some of these kids are getting better fields to play on. Yeah. Here's the thing for, for sporting events. Sure. But as far as in your front or backyard, that's just insane to me. When I first bought my place here in D.C., my deck, which is now just a traditional wooden deck, 
it was, I had to renovate it. It was all plants and AstroTurf. Like if I showed you the pictures of what this rooftop looked like, you wouldn't believe it. There were huge planters everywhere. And then it was like a putt part service or, or surface, I should say, where it was just AstroTurf everywhere. It was the most bizarre thing. I've never seen anything like it. Rocks, AstroTurf. All I had to do was maybe insert like a clown's mouth and I would have had a little putt-putt course up there. Well, what I'm saying is like people do it more and more often now. And especially if you've been to like Arizona, like you can't grow grass there. So it's just yeah. like, it's the middle of the desert. So if you want that in your yard, especially around the pool. So if you don't want like grass clippings in the pool, people do this all the time. Well, that's new to me. I did not know this. I guess it's time to move out to the suburbs, pull up the grass, and throw down some field turf and not have to worry about the lawn. Well, whether it's grass, field turf, whatever you play on in baseball, unfortunately, the season has come to an end with a huge crescendo. The Texas Rangers winning the World Series for the first time in franchise history. So let's talk about it with Scott Braun for Foul Territory TV. Scott, good morning to you. And how impressive was it what the rangers did considering not just how they won and they really dominated but where they were just two years ago good morning yeah it's super impressive but also i think sets a precedent that has been there in the past that i think many teams shied away from for a while you know what's cool winning trying <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, spending like, money you no know, you know i keep it real spending money so mm -hmm. in in mlb it feels like half the owners have a priority of profit first which is just you know it sucks obviously you know, most people that own sports teams in general are insanely wealthy and they got there for a reason or their family got there a reason for a reason because there's a lot of daddy money people in the game these days but yeah they're not going to own a team if it's not profitable for them so that's their top priority but that sucks for the community and for fans and when you see a team like texas go ah we don't have an infield and we just went through some pretty lean times as a team let's spend a half a billion dollars on two players that help them significantly over that span right and mm -hmm. some people said oh they're not good for years, why would they do that, you know, so early? Well, Corey Seager's only on the market one time. So if they love him and they nailed it, then you pick him up, even if you think you're you're too ahead of time. Same with Marcus Simeon, who plays every freaking day. So I think that teams like that are being rooted against by the other half of the league, right? Like, I think there's some two who sat back this year. Ha, ha, ha. Padres, some of these teams that spent a lot of money. Spending money doesn't doesn't do anything for you, and you can be lean and ball club, you know, not go crazy free agency. Uh, free agency worked out pretty damn good for the Texas Rangers and being aggressive at the trade deadline, too. Division. The Seattle Mariners were had a playoff caliber core, and they did not do that much last offseason. They subtracted basically at the trade deadline they kind of tried to claim that they added and subtracted but they subtracted so good for texas yeah i i give them a ton of credit i'm i'm super like proud of how they were able to turn their organization around so quickly right and it doesn't have to be this like slow painful rebuild and you know we have to tank like 
Okay, the other example would be, say, the Baltimore Orioles, who were really good this year. They got bounced in the playoffs. I'm curious to see what they do this offseason because they tanked for like six years. They did a really good job of, of drafting and developing, but they better freaking acquire some pitching so that they can reward their fan base. So anyway, super proud of Texas. And also, like, they deserve to win. They're really good. I know they were a wild card team, but they, they were in control for most of the year. They went through a lot of injuries. Um, and they still came out on top. I think it goes to show that no matter how good you are, you still have to add some of those big free agents because you can, you know, grow as much homegrown talent as you want, but you still have to have those extra pieces to kind of put you over the top. But the overwhelming feeling that I'm getting from this World Series is that it was kind of anticlimactic. Like we had a couple of great games to start the World Series. But then it just kind of fell off a cliff for the Arizona Dimebacks. And I think a lot of people are saying, well, this is the Dimebacks team that we all expected. But as a baseball fan, do you think that is a fair feeling? Did it feel anticlimactic to you at the end there? Well, are you saying mostly because just took over? I mean, for example, even five, the hitter going. Through six innings, and then Texas burst through in the seventh. So, I mean, I think you know a series not going six or seven. That the Rangers were a more talented team on paper, and that played out that way. But do you, do you feel like that occurred because um, I don't know? I mean, eventually the games weren't close, kind of late. I'm just saying that there is just this feeling that I have that it just feels not as overwhelming uh, a feeling that I normally feel for the World Series. I don't know if it was the two teams because I hate to like rely on the trope is like you look at the ratings and it feels like people didn't care as much about the World Series this year. And as a baseball fan, I cared. I thought these were great teams. But do you ever look at that? Because it's hard to be outside of our own bubble and say, okay, is this going to go down as one of the better World Series in recent history? And I just feel like it's not. Like, am I wrong here? No, no, no you're not wrong at all. I, I don't One of the better series, the best game that we had. So when I think about, you know, pre prior World Series, even over the past, like, 10, 12 years, I don't think I'm going to be like, oh, my gosh, what an epic clash with the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. No, I don't feel that way. And you know what? I'm stuck in a bubble, too, because I'm covering baseball. I mean, foul territory is baseball, period. We're, we're not touching any other sports. So we're going to be so deeply into any playoff and World Series matchup. I mean, I'm, I'm curious, like, I mean, kick it back to you, to both of you again. Do you feel like the attention wasn't there for the World Series because of the teams and the markets involved or is it a you know bigger problem within the sport that people just aren't getting as excited about the world series obviously ratings are going to go down at least in my mind for baseball in general like it, we we talked about this multiple times on foul territory recently you know <laughs> sometimes they'll make comparisons to like the 90s and the early 2000s like Sometimes in baseball, uh, you'll have media critics who will go back and be, you know, referring to whatever thirty-something million people watching when there were four channels and all of that. Right? It's not. It's not football. We all know that. So, uh, 
there's just a lot more competition these days. I do also think the sport made a lot of mistakes in terms of how they marketed the sport for a long time and long term it caught up to them. But just curious, like, do you think that this just has to do with an Arizona Diamondbacks fan base that's uh, pr- pretty young. It's a newer team. There's there's a lot of transplant people in Arizona, so um, you don't have like the L.A. Philly or you know certain star power too that would have been brought to the table with like a Bryce Harper or an Aaron Judge or you know a Mookie Betts. Or do you think it's a baseball problem? I, I think it's a really good that, question. Go ahead, Chelsea. Yeah, go ahead, Jenks. I've been kind of dominating. You go ahead. <laughs> No, no, no. It, it, it's fine. I think it's a really good question. And Scott, we do have to wrap things up early because we're having some issues with your internet connection. So it's kind of gone in and out a little bit, even though you were you were solid there at the end. So we just want to make sure that everyone can hear you. But we always appreciate your time. And Scott Braun from Foul Territory TV, he does bring up a very good question, which is how much of this is the market size? Was it Arizona being a newer franchise in in the grand scheme of things, was it lack of star power? Chelsea, you follow baseball. You know the sport as much as anyone. What What is your take on why this was the lowest rated World Series in history? Well, I think even a few years ago, when did the Cubs win the World Series? 2016. That series had great ratings. And so I think that is not that different of a culture than what we are living in now. And it's just, there was such a great storyline there with the Cubs trying to win their first World Series in over 100 years. So if we had one of those storylines going, I do think that the World Series could have had some great ratings. It's just Arizona does not have like a very deep fan base, I guess, that is willing to tune in to these games. And also it just felt like at the end there, like I'm a baseball fan and it just felt like the Rangers were just taken over and the Dimebacks lineup just kind of went cold. So I don't think it's a matter of like the culture or baseball marketing the players wrong. I do think it has something to do with the teams involved, even though the Rangers fan base comes from one of the bigger demographics or one of the bigger markets in the country. But we've had this talk before that sometimes Like, I know there are diehard Rangers fans out there somewhere, but do you feel like they're Fairweather fans? You're muted. That's a good question. I'm not sure. I think that I wouldn't say they're Fairweather fans. I know a lot of dedicated Rangers fans. I just think that Mm -hmm. in any, if you're talking about any franchise in Major League Baseball or really any sport, the turnaround from losing, what, 102 games to all of a sudden winning a World Series, that's a hell of a turnaround. And it happens so quickly. So when you lose that many games, there are always going to be, even the most diehard of fans, you're going to lose their interest if you're dropping 100 games in a season. So I, I think it, it, it maybe makes Rangers fans seem a little more fair weather than they might be otherwise because – How often do you see that where you go from the depths of being one of the worst in baseball to winning it all? So I don't think they're fair weather fans, but the broader point, if you're talking about the the popularity of baseball, let's be honest, baseball and Scott was talking about this has not done a great job of marketing itself. Then you have uh, a team like Arizona, which people don't know a lot about even casual fans. If you ask casual fans about the Arizona Diamondbacks, what would they tell you? Do you know what I mean? They, they probably wouldn't have a well, lot to say. Here's the point that I probably should have made is that it doesn't feel like the Rangers are the biggest ticket in town. 
because yes, there are Rangers fans, but when the Cowboys games are on, like who do you yeah. think they're choosing? Like, I don't feel like it's one of the top baseball markets. Like think about St. Louis. Like the Cardinals are the biggest ticket in town. Obviously the Rams are gone. And plus it's just a Midwest baseball city. So I think it also has to do with the market that the Rangers are in and how heavily football is loved in Texas. Did you just say football? Well, coming up, we're going back to the gridiron. And this time we're talking about the props you should be looking at this weekend in the NFL. Bobby Stanley Jr., you know him as Prop Holiday for PicksWise, will join the show. It is next on the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Stay right there. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. With Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the show. The Daily Tip with BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Great to have you with us on a football Friday. Mm. Coming up shortly, we can't have a week without dipping into the NFL prop market. We're going to bring in our expert, Bobby Stanley Jr., known as Prop Holiday for PicksWise. We'll be along in moments. Chelsea, of course, on Sunday morning from Frankfurt, Germany, we get the Chiefs and the Dolphins. I think we both like the Chiefs' short price on the money line. But Tyreek Hill going up against his former team for the first time ever. And he says the Chiefs are, quote, going to get this work, which I don't doubt it. He's been awesome this season. But when you hear a player say something like that, does that factor into your handicap? Like, oh, either the Chiefs are going to be motivated or Tyreek is going to get that work. By the way, how white do I say? Do I sound? I tell you what, Tyreek is going to get that work this weekend. He is going to get that work. Do you factor that in? Well, wasn't he saying that the Chiefs were going to get that work? Like, who is getting the work here? What is the Kansas vernacular? <laughs> he's basically saying he's going to go off against his old team. That's what he's saying. Right, but I thought that you were saying that he's going to get the work when, in fact, he was saying they're going to get the work. I need a diagram yes. of the sentence. Do you remember doing that in English class where you had to like do the lines oh, and like, God, this is yes. the noun, this is the verb, this is an adverb, and this is a preposition. Talk about pointless things we learned in high school. That's got to be top of the list. Oh, my God. You just brought back my worst memory from high school. I don't think I hated anything worse than diagramming a sentence. That was – there was nothing more painful than that. And now – I bet kids don't even do that. People don't even know the difference between your and your. They can't diagram a sentence. Well, I'll say math is always more painful than diagramming sentences because I at least was good at English class, but it just felt very pointless. At this stage in my life, I am realizing all the things that we should have been taught. Like, how did nobody teach us anything about taxes or, you know, changing a tire all of these things that I should have been learning instead of, you know, I know how to properly uh, diagram a sentence, which is getting me nowhere in life. I am hosting a sports betting show that has nothing to do with that. So it just feels yeah. like one of those things. Why did we learn that? Oh, 
I don't know. All that calculus is coming real handy for me. All that algebra that I do each and every single day. You should have been teaching me how to yeah, balance my numbers. checkbook or balance my account. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank God I learned about pi and that it never ends. That's really served me well. I suppose that in, in certain fields, obviously, whether it's you know mathematics or engineering, that helps you. But when you're talking about sports betting, eh, not so much, which is odd because we deal with numbers each and every single day. Let's bring in a guy who certainly knows his numbers. I'm talking about Bobby Stanley. You know him as Prop Holiday, player prop analyst for PicksWise, also host of the Prop Shop on the Believe Network and co-host of Bankroll Blitz as well. Bobby, good morning to you. I have to ask you about, you're wearing a Pacers jersey. So is this just random or do you happen to be, which I would not know this, a Pacers fan? This is not random. There is thought behind it. One of my followers who wanted to remain nameless, I'll say his first name. His name is Luke. He's from the Midwest. He bought me a jersey. He's like, dude, you want me a lot of money? He's like, I, I'm a Pacers fan. Do you like anyone the Pacers? I was like, I, I love Tyrese Halliburton. He's one of my favorite young players in the NBA. And I got this in the mail two days ago. So it's a, a Halliburton jersey. So Luke, Luke from Indiana, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I don't, nice. I don't work for tips. I don't work for money. I work for sports apparel. Ooh. <laughs> I think it's interesting how sports betting will open up the floodgates to people liking players just based on their bets. Because I've seen people like buy jerseys of players who have won them a lot of money. Like in years past, you oh, would yeah. never see that. It would only be, you know, players on your own team. So let me ask you this. Is there a player that mm -hmm. stands out to you that has won you a lot of money? Gary Trent Jr. Uh, you, you did, oh. We didn't even have to pre-discuss pre this conversation. I'm a Gary Trent Jr. fan. He's a guy who, a <laughs> uh, bench player for the Toronto Raptors. He's a dookie, uh, formerly for the Trailblazers. Now he's on the Raptors. Um, he He's a guy who can come in. His line is going to be like 12 and a half points, right? And he'll, he can go off for 25. So I had a couple instances the last two seasons where I'm betting him four plus threes, five plus threes, back when those odds actually made sense. Now you can get five, six plus, I saw six plus threes for Dame Lillard was plus 250 the other night. The odds are completely gone, but... Back in my day, you could get really good odds in Gary Trent Jr. and I made some money off of him. So every I think every player prop analyst kind of has their guy. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I have a, a stable of guys that I always keep an eye on. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Atlanta Hawks, another bench guy. He'll line will be 12 and a half. He can go off for 25 on any one night. You just got to you got to hit the right spot. All right, so will Chris Olave be your guy this weekend? Saints are hosting the Bears down in the Big Easy. What do you think happens with Olave? It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. 
There's a theme for my two NFL picks uh, this week, Jenks, and it's and it's by the dip or by low. And Olave is okay. one of the guys that fits that. His line is 60 and a half receiving yards. He's admitting that he's he's in a slump, and for obvious reasons, he has some off the field issues going on. Nothing injury related. Um, but last week, he still had nine targets for 46 yards. He would have easily had 70, but a ball bounced off his helmet, and there was no one in front of him for another 20 yards. So. Um, Typically, he's a 13 and a half yards per reception guy for his career. This line should be closer to 65 and a half, in my opinion. Um, second most air yards in the NFL, trailing only A.J. Brown, and he's playing the Bears this week. So, Quentin Johnson, rookie wide, uh, wide receiver for the Chargers, he had the best game of his career last week against the Bears. Raiders, who looked god-awful on Monday Night Football last week, they were able to spread it around against the Bears. I think this is a bounce-back spot for Olave, and we're getting his line at 60-and-a-half. So I'm rolling with Olave uh, against Chicago. All right, so you said there was a trend here. So I'm looking at Lamar Jackson. Looks like you like his rushing prop. What's the handicap there, and how is this a buy-low situation? Um, his line, I mean, what his line is 40, 42 and a half rushing yards. It's 43 and a half on some books. I can remember a time when a Lamar Jackson rushing line was in the sixties. So I love seeing this at 42 and a half. He's had two down rushing performances. Uh, and this is the books adjusting to that, but I'd rather look at a, a larger data set of, of his entire career. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look at the Seahawks who he's facing this week, you would say, oh, they've done a really good job stopping quarterbacks from running around. Well, depends on which quarterbacks you're talking about. If I look at the mobile quarterbacks they've faced, PJ Walker, Josh Dobbs, Daniel Jones, those three combined for 7.6 carries, 45 and a half yards, uh, and 5.9 yards per carry against the Seahawks this season. As far as his career stats, Jackson owns the NFC. 17-1 in his career against NFC teams. And if I look at his career averages in wins, uh, it's 64 and a half rushing yards per game. So at 42 and a half, I mean, the, the guy's electric. He's still in his prime. This Todd Munkin offense is kind of taken away his rushing abilities a little bit, but we've still seen two 100-yard performances, and he's hit this in four of eight. So this is a buy-low spot. I'm buying the dip on Lamar Jackson. Give me him over 42.5 rushing yards. We're talking with Bobby Stanley Jr. You know him as Prop Holiday, player prop analyst for PicksWise, also host of the Prop Shop on the Believe Network and co-host of Bankroll Blitz as well. So I wanted to ask you before we get into your NBA pick, because Chelsea and I were discussing this earlier in the show, which is, how much, how much right now, because it's early in the season, do you focus on the small sample size that you have and also what you saw last season? Because there's kind of that delicate balance until you get more games into what we're seeing right now. No, I mean, I think what you're focusing on in the, the five or six games that we've already seen is, is kind of is minutes and rotations. If you're betting okay. anything in the NBA, in order for you to hit a points, a rebounds, or assists, you have to be on the floor. So that's what I'm looking at when I'm looking at the, the five or six games so far is what guys are playing, what guys are closing the game, what's kind of the rotations. Um, I'm trying to stay away from the tertiary pieces, the sixth man, the seventh man, because those guys, they can go anywhere from 15, 20 minutes in a night down to seven in a heartbeat. I don't even want to mess with that. Um, so I'll try to stay with the starters. As far as last season, um, I'll look at, I'll probably look at the last two or three seasons. And the way that I handicap NBA is I'll look at someone's points per minute. It, very easy to figure out. Rebounds per minute. Points, rebounds, and assists per minute. And then try to project their minutes based on this season's um, data set. 
And it, it really fits well with, with Julius Randle, who's, who's my play this week, or tonight, I should say. Julius Randle uh, of the Knicks playing the Milwaukee Bucks. So his line is 30 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. As a starter in his career, he averages one point, rebound, and assist per minute he's on the floor. That's an awesome number. So he hasn't gone below 31 minutes yet this season, and that's me being conservative. His lowest output was 31. He's hovering in that 33-34 range. So he hasn't been shooting the ball well. Again, that's more of a small data set. I want to look big picture. He's on the floor 33-34 minutes, playing a Milwaukee team. Um, I I love this line at 30.5 PRA, and he hit this in two or three against Milwaukee last season. So – I'm going with over on Julius Randle. I know overs are kind of my thing. I do bet unders occasionally. Um, 30 and a half points, rebounds, and assists for Randle. The guy doesn't leave the floor. And that's what you're looking for when you're betting NBA stats, especially very early in the season. Okay, so this year we have the the in-season tournament for the NBA. It's never been done. It's a wild concept to me. Does this change the calculus on any of your plays? It it doesn't change the strategy. I think as a fan, I'm more curious than anything else. What do the what do the players think of this? Do they care? Do they do they give a damn? Um, I mean, obviously there, there's a competitive spirit to them. So when I'm handicapping the the in season tournament, I don't think I'm going to do anything different. Um, but I would be curious because like if it's the playoffs, you're going to have five. You're you're going to play seven guys. If you're in a playoff series, you're playing seven guys. I don't think an NBA coach is going to say, I can only play these seven because how else are we going to win the in-season <laughs> tournament? Um, <laughs> but I, I, I do think the starters, maybe they play a little bit more in the fourth quarter. It is a one-loss elimination when they get to that stage, from what I understand. So it's not going to change anything. But, I mean, just taking a step back as a fan, I can't wait to see what the players think of it. And that'll kind of help us along the way changing our handicap mindset when we get closer to the to the Las Vegas knockout stage. So when you look at this is such a fascinating thing because we've never seen anything like this in the NBA and I'm I'm still trying to decide if I if I like it or not but can you quantify or can you handicap some of these players that might be motivated because of the money or do you just say look it, this is just about the same old handicap which is if you find an edge you've got it but you, you really can't factor that in the only thing I can think of where you may be able to get decent value on a team or would be mm-hmm. the middle of the pack team. So guys like the Lakers and LeBron, Steph and the Warriors, maybe KD and the Suns. I can't imagine they care about adding this to their resume, but maybe a guy like Tyrese Halliburton, maybe a, an Anthony Edwards or a Cade Cunningham or a Paolo Bancaro. These young guys just about to hit that all-star tier who have the talent but aren't there, maybe they care more about this than those vets do who've kind of made their bet already in the NBA. They just won NBA championships. So I would say maybe there's some value in the mid-tier guys. Anthony Edwards would be somebody who sticks out. He's one who's on the record saying, "Um, I don't believe in sitting out. I don't believe in load management. And that is something that stands out to me when it comes to these type of tournaments. This guy cares about playing. This guy cares about winning. He has the right mindset. He's young enough and athletic enough to say, I'm going for this. So maybe he, him and the Minnesota Timberwolves, who were the only team to deliver a loss to the Denver Nuggets last season in the playoffs, maybe they're a team that stands out. So um, I, I would look for the middle of the pack guys. I don't think Kevin Durant and LeBron James want to say they won the midseason tournament, but that's just personal opinion. <laughs> I agree. 
when you all the things that they've accomplished, I don't, I don't think they're going to say. And also, remember that midseason tournament late in my career after I'd won an NBA yeah. title or two or three. Michael yeah. Jordan never got one of those. Michael Jordan oh. doesn't have a. Yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> that's that's not going to be an argument we're saying in five years when LeBron for LeBron James. So um, no, I mean, have fun with the middle of the pack, guys. Take a take a look at at the. Um, Obviously, I mentioned the Timberwolves. I love the Detroit Pistons this year. I don't know if they make noise. Maybe they get to a play a playing game. Um, but I love what they're doing. Jalen Duran, Sir Thompson, Cade Cunningham. These guys are playing awesome. Very, very young. Um, and, and Monty Williams is doing a damn good job coaching. So have fun with the middle of the pack, guys. And uh, enjoy your weekend. Hey, you too. He's Bobby Stanley Jr. You know him as Prop. By the way, check him out as Player Prop, analyst for Picks Wise, also host of the Prop Shop on the Believe Network. Thank you, Bobby. Take care, guys. Man, does this tournament excite you? I could not be less excited about anything, an in-season tournament in the NBA. Am I just being a curmudgeon here, or is this something that I should get pumped about, Chelsea? It just feels like more regular season games, does it not? Yeah. Like, I feel like they have the same mentality, unless you're looking at some of those young guys who are looking at that $500,000 that comes with the tournament championship and say, oh. okay, I'll go for that. Because I think there are some guys that could do something with that money. Well, can we do something to help the people win some money? Best bets coming up next on the Daily Tip for BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Stay right there. Right back on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. I'm Jinx. She is Chelsea. Best bets in mere moments. All right, Chelsea. What's going on there in Hendersonville this weekend? We are less than 20 minutes away from being officially off. So are you going to play some golf? Are you going to hit Home Depot? Will you teach Blake not to lie? What's going to happen? Uh, well, hopefully I get a nap today. I need to work out. I need to do some laundry. So clearly it's another weekend in the suburbs. Do you have anything going on? You always ask me that question and like, I got nothing to bring to the table. Come on. You always got tons of stuff going on. Just different like stuff. What? Last weekend, how many the grocery store? Well, it I was Halloween a... week. Like the well... weekend after Halloween, like holidays, of course, when you have kids, are big it's just in general not doing a whole lot of interesting things i think it's interesting i didn't get to do a trunk or treat i had one piece of candy so oh sad. come on <laughs> but you had like 10 martinis that is adult candy. ah there we go it sure is ah delicious had a couple old fashions last night tonight me and the lovely Catherine have promised we're going to try to stay home we're going to be good tonight we will see how that plays out because we always say that in the middle of the day and then we get a little froggy. 
get a little froggy come late afternoon. But I think we're going to stay in tonight, relax. And then tomorrow, I'm getting up early. I'm going to be the first guy at Pin Quarter Sports Tavern here in D.C. I'm going to get my spot. My friend Ryan's coming in. The lovely Catherine will be there. And we're going to watch Texas play Kansas State. Ryan's an Ohio State guy. So Ohio State is going to play Rutgers. I don't think that game's going to be close. He's going to be fine. I'm going to be sweating the entire time. So it'll be a nice little weekend. Nothing crazy, just a little football and relaxing. Hmm. Well, it sounds nice because I think that's yeah. what I really want to do this weekend is relax a little bit because last week was so hectic that it just feels like the house is out. Are you somebody who, when you're rushing or trying to get things done, you just kind of mm. leave things on the floor? Like if I'm running late for something, I'll try on like five outfits and leave four of them on the floor in my closet. No, I'm just the opposite. I'm a nerd. I can't. I When I leave, even in a rush, I got to put things away. And sometimes it's a real, it's like a mental thing. It's not great. It's good in theory, right? It's one of those things that's good in theory, but not necessarily good in practice because I end up getting paralyzed in my head. I'm like, Michael, you need to go, but I want to make sure everything is put away. So like I always say, my brain is just a bunch of cobwebs of information. So whenever I can, my mind is always churning about something. So whenever I can calm my mind by calming my surroundings, I tend to feel better. So I always have to put everything away like a real nerd. Yeah, I'm not like that. It's chaos in my closet <laughs> after a night out. Oh, well, let's see if we can calm things down with our best bets coming up your way in just moments. Coming up next to BetQL Daily, John Daigle from 444 and BetSperts will join the crew to talk about his plays for the weekend in college and pros. If you missed our chat, we just talked with him, Bobby Stanley Jr. from PicksWise. You have to check it out. No one is better at handing out player props. Had a couple in the NFL. Also had an NBA player prop as well. Just download and subscribe to The Daily Tip wherever you Get your podcast, Chelsea. Time to make the people some money. Time to place your bets. Chelsea Messenger, are you kidding me? One bet on the card. It's a football Friday, and I see a singular bet. All right. I'm playing for the tie. Playing for the tie. <laughs> right now I'm four and three. So if I just lose this one bet, at least I will be at four and four. What a cowardly mentality here. But anyways, my best bet of the weekend is going to be the Chiefs on the money line for minus 125 in the international game between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. I think this starts and ends with the Chiefs defense. Everybody wants to talk about the quarterbacks in this one. But if you look at this Chiefs defense, they're giving up the second fewest points per game game a defense in the nfl and when you look at the dolphins when they go against those good defenses they suddenly turn back into little tiny dolphins and not the dolphins that are launching the ball down the field and putting up massive numbers against some mm -hmm. of the worst teams in the nfl they really struggled against the bills really struggled against uh, the eagles as well and it's not going to be easier when you have to change time zones and go all the way to Germany for this one. We see anomaly games in the NFL all the time. So when people see that the Chiefs lost to the lowly Broncos last week, I think you have to remind yourself that remember last year when the Chiefs lost to the lowly Colts and Jeff Saturday? What did they go on to do? They went on to win the Super Bowl. So I don't think you take away too much from the Chiefs losing to the Broncos. I think this is a great buy-low spot 
on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. So let's take the Chiefs at a cheap price on the money line. I'll take Kansas City minus 125. Chelsea, I love that play, and I was on it earlier in the show. Do I have the guts to bet it here at the end of the show? No, because I'm just going with two college football plays. My favorite play of the weekend, I'm going Ole Miss money line, minus 148, hosting Texas A&M. <laughs> First of all, everyone knows I want the Aggies to lose whenever they can, and I think they're going to lose again. Have you listened to Lane Kiffin this week? Just quietly in a very subtle way. Troll Jimbo Fisher every single time he gets the chance. What was he asked a few days ago? Do you think AM and the players will rally? Will they rally around Jimbo Fisher because Jimbo could be on the hot seat? And what did Lane say? <laughs> well, he was on the hot seat last year. That didn't help last year. Didn't rally around him last year. Just said it very quietly in the middle of his answer. He cannot stand Jimbo Fisher. And also, if you want more of a handicap, Texas A&M has lost eight straight true road games. That game against Arkansas in Dallas does not count. That is a neutral site. When they are truly on the road, A&M hasn't won in forever. Their offense continues to struggle in the second half of games, continues to struggle in the red zone. And while their defensive line is stellar, they are really weak. They can be exposed at linebacker and in the secondary. And that's what Lane Kiffin and this offense will do. Ole Miss minus 148 money line in Oxford. Oh, I like Ole Miss Larry as well. This almost made the pick six for me. I love it here. Um, but I'm only doing the one play. It's time to bring in a third member of our Best Bets crew, the Magic 8-Ball. Let us gaze upon the glorious Magic 8-Ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs> All right, 8-Ball. Hurry up offense here. We got a lot of picks to get to. All right, so do we like my play of Chiefs on the money line on, um, on the road in Germany? <laughs> against the dolphins what do we have to say reply hazy try again all right love that uh eight ball says as i see it yes oh thank you so much eight ball what else do we have chelsea Ole miss on the money line against texas a&m eight ball says cannot predict now weird all right eight ball we need an answer outlook not so good well, eight ball, I'm so over you. Hey, if you want to check out the, if you're not over the eight ball, you can still watch the eight ball live. Watch Chelsea, watch me stream each and every show on the BetQL network. It is twitch.tv slash BetQL. Chelsea, this is your chance. You want to throw out a lean or is it just one play? One play, one play only. All right, I got one more play for you. Alabama, number eight, Bama, minus three. Hosting, number 13, LSU. I had this pick early in the week. PJ Glasser likes it. So do I. This is very simple. The LSU defense is really bad. Terrible against the run. Absolutely terrible. 84th overall in rushing defense. So it doesn't matter if it's Jay McClellan rushing the football. Doesn't matter if it's Jalen Milrow taking off when he's in the pocket. Even worse, the Tigers keep losing key pieces on their defense. Makai Wingo is out for the season. Cornerback Zai Alexander out for this game. So expect the Crimson Tide to force the Tigers to stop the Grim on the ground, and I just don't think they can do it. Bama, minus three in Tuscaloosa. Time now. Double D, you don't want to do your parlay? Are you sure? We got some time, man. You don't want to get in here? No? No, he says no. Okay. 
I'll hand it out very quickly. Double D says Ole Miss minus three, Notre Dame minus three, Georgia Tech plus two, Kansas plus two and a half, Washington minus three, Bama, or actually he has LSU plus three, Oregon State minus 13 and a half. It is 184 to one. An $8.34 bet will win you $1,543.69. Let's do your BetQL nice. five-star best bet. Yo, nice double D. For insight, analysis, historical trends, and more five-star best bets, you can download the BetQL app. What does the BetQL mainframe have to say to the donkster? Chelsea, do it. Beep, boop, beep. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, beep. Rams plus three at the Packers and Flyers at the Sabres under six and a hook. All right, time now to find out what's coming up next on BatQL Daily. And I don't know if Joe O is well. Oh, look at that. Like magic. It's like watching David Blaine live. He just appears out of nowhere. (laughs) Good morning, Joe O. How are you? Uh, good morning. We've got uh, Chris Mack in for Eddie Gross once again. It's a Friday, so we're breaking down every NFL game. Uh, John Dago from 4 for 4 with his favorite props of the weekend. And uh, I- I'm thinking the card this Sunday will be more entertaining than what we watched last night. Right? It will be. Those what? games. I loved be. watching Will Levis become the heir apparent as the new quarterback for my Titans. I don't know what game you were watching. I thought it was uh, great until the end. Yeah. <laughs> another 30, <laughs> 36 points kind of the theme of the year no i think even though you got the loss you should be happy because willis wasn't it and i that's something i do respect about Mm-mm. the titans They're like okay we drafted a, a quarterback fairly high he ain't it let's move on that's what i hate when teams oh we got to give him three years no if you know you know go ahead pull the plug it's fine Wait. yeah absolutely by the ring thanks for con- <laughs> I was just going to say, it reminds me of, uh, yeah, many years ago. Sometimes you got to pull the plug or you drag it out like me for way too long. Oh, now we're at Thanksgiving. I guess I got to go through the Christmas thing too. And yeah, it's a Valentine's Day then. <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> That's Joe. Oh, I'm Jinx. She's Chelsea. And it's a daily tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.